Hello and welcome to excuse me another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast, episode thirteen. So yeah, so not a lot going on <clears throat> going on this week. Still three days. It's been three days since we got the announcement that Poppy's going in the Hall of Fame, and I'm I'm still on cloud nine. It just feels so good. It really does. Yeah. We're in another big poppy shirt that I bought like years ago when after he retired. So yeah, so yeah, really good, really nice. I I really am going to like really feel good when I hear his uh, acceptance speech at the ceremony. Which, by the way, we found out it's actually the twenty fifth, so close to the twenty fourth, I believe. So basically, the weekend of the twenty second and twenty fifth of July. <clears throat> I think, hold on, could be wrong on that too. That's a Monday. 25th of July, 25th is a Monday. Sure about that? Okay, well, one of those days, one of those weekdays, yeah. Huh, all right, well... Close to then, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Sorry about that. Sorry, I'm giving you misinformation, people. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So what we plan on doing um, this episode is just talk about the 1950s uh, Boston Red Sox as a set as part of the segment of the Red Sox 120 to celebrate 120 years of Red Sox baseball that was celebrated last year in 2021. So here we go. All right. <clears throat> 1950 Red Sox. So this year's special because the Red Sox do get their first general manager. And spoiler alert, it is Joe Cronin. So yeah, there we go. So they finished the year uh, 94 and 60, third in the American League. Uh, Joe McCarthy was their manager, and then at the end of the year, it was a uh, Steve O'Neill. Uh, fin- our ballpark was still Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 1,344,080, fourth in the American League. And they were projected to go 94-60, so right on the money. They were supposed to score 1,027 runs and allow 804. <clears throat> so here we go. Here are your top 12 players. All right. At number one, your starting pitcher, Mel Parnell, and your supposed ace. Number two, Ted Williams, one of your starting outfielders. Uh, number three, Joe Dobson, and I still believe he is still your starting pitcher. Yep, he is your day two starter at number three. Uh, one of your outfielders, Don DiMaggio, Joe DiMaggio's younger brother. Nerdy younger brother. <laughs> yeah, if you look at that picture of him, he has glasses. That's why I call him nerdy. All right. Number five, Vern Stevens. Let's see. He is one of, get out of here. He is one of your start or he's your starting shortstop. Uh, number six, your starting second baseman, Bobby Doerr. Uh, number seven, Enos or Ellis Kinder, Ellis Kinder, and he is one of and he is your closing pitcher. So yeah, this is where they do move into the bullpen. All right, so good. All right, I wondered when they were going to do that. One of your wait, hold on. and number eight, Johnny Petsky, your starting third baseman, and number nine, Al Farilia. Alfarilia, let's see. You one of your outfielders. 
All right, and then one of your starting outfielders, I should say. All right. Number 10, Billy Goodman. Billy Goodman, let's see. He is go down, go down, go down. All right. Where is he? All right, hold on. We'll find him. Oh, here we are. He's one of your utility men. All right, and then number 11, Walt Drapo. Or Walt Drapo. Drapo. He was one of your... Hold on, I'm trying to see. Sorry for the long pause. Oh, yeah, you're starting first baseman. All right, why did that take me so long to do? And at number 12, uh, Mickey McDermott. Let's see, he was one of your relief pitchers. All right, that is your 1950s Boston Red Sox. Or 1950 Boston Red Sox. 1951, here we go. Go. <laughs> And I believe this would be the last year for uh, Ted Williams before he went off to war again, this time in Korea. So where he actually did see some action in this war. He actually did see some action. All right. So these Red Sox ended the year 87 and 67 for the American League again. Manager was still Steve O'Neill. Uh, General manager was still uh, Joe Cronin. Ballpark was still Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 1,312. Or or one million three hundred twelve thousand two hundred eighty-two fourth in the American League, and they were projected to go eighty-four and seventy, so a little bit off, so like three games or so. Um, they were projected to score eight hundred four runs and allow seven hundred twenty-five. All right, go down, go down, go down. All right, here we are. Your uh, best player on the team, Ted Williams. You want your outfielders? Go. What are we doing? Come on. All right, here we go. Come on. All right, number two, it was uh, Mel Parnell, one of your starting pitchers and your ace. At number three, Ellis Kinder, your uh, closing pitcher. At number four, your starting shortstop, Johnny Pesky. At number five, one of your relief pitchers, Mickey McDermott. And number six, or number six, Fern Stevens, one of your third ba- or your starting third baseman. He was a Cardinal, huh? All right. And number seven, Bobby Doerr, your starting second baseman. And number eight, uh, Lou Keeley. Lou Keeley. Let's see where are you at? Lou Keeley. He was one of your starting pitchers. Oh, actually, McDermott was actually one of your uh, starting pitchers. All right, we should have looked at that. All right, so McDermott and Keeley were one of your starting pitchers. At number nine, Billy Goodman. He was one of your – he was still a utility man. He was still one of your utility men. Um, one of your starting outfielders, uh, Don DiMaggio, number 10. At number 11, Lou Baru, or Lou Baru. Famous Cleveland Indian Hall of Famer, and he was. Uh, where are you? Lou Baru. He was uh, one of your backup shortstops. And uh, backup. Wow, make a Hall of Famer do that. All right. And at number 12, Walt Masterson. And he was one of your. Go down. All right. He was one of your relief pitchers. All right. 
That is your 1951 Boston Red Sox. Nineteen fifty two. Go. All right. So yeah, so this is the first year without Ted Williams that because yeah, as we said, Korea, so nineteen fifty two. They went seventy six and uh seventy eight, sixth in the American League. Manager that year was Lou or Lou Baru. Um, general manager was still Joe Cronin. Ballpark was still Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 1,115,000. 115,000. 115,754th in the American League. They were projected to go 76 or 78 and 76. So if you flip that around, that's a winning record. So they were a bit off. Yeah. All right. They were supposed to score 668 runs and allow 658. All right. Here we go. Your top 12 players. I could I just butcher that. All right. At number one, Billy Goodman. Let's see. Go down. Where are you at? He was one of your start. He was your starting second baseman. At number two, Mickey McDermott. And he was at this time. Uh, one of your starting pitchers, Ellis Kinder at number three, and he was your closing pitcher, I believe. Let's see. No, he wasn't. He was one of your relief. Yeah, he one of your relief pitchers. Mel Parnell at number four, one of your starting pitchers and your ace. Uh, George Kell at number five, and he was your starting third baseman. All right, one of your at number six, one of your starting outfielders, Don, Don DiMaggio. Uh, number seven, Clyde Fulmer. Clyde Fulmer. Let's see. He was one of your backup outfielders. At number six, Al Benton. Let's see, Al Benton. Let's see, go down, go down, go down, go down. Al Benton was your closing pitcher. All right. And then number nine, Vern Stevens. And I believe he was. Oh, where is he? Oh, here we are. One of your uh, backup infielders. Oh. All right. Number 10, Sid Hudson. All right. Sid Hudson, where are you? He was one of your starting pitchers. All right. And number 11, Sammy White. And Sammy White was one of your, uh, he was your starting catcher. And then at number 12, Ted Lipko, or Lipko? Ted Lipko, he was one of your backup infielders too. All right. So that is your 1952 Boston Red Sox. 1953, and I believe that the season when Ted Williams came back, I could be wrong, go. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's back there. All right, 1953. All right, so Ted Williams comes back from Korea. All right, he the record that year was 84 and 69, fourth in the American League. Manager was still Lou Baru. Um, or uh, general manager was still Joe Cronin, and ballpark was still Fenway Park. Attendance that year was one million and twenty-six thousand one hundred thirty-three, fourth in the American League. Um, 
right. A ten or uh, they were projected to go seventy nine and seventy four, uh, so they were a bit off. So they actually did better than actually expected. Um, still did not make the postseason again. Um, they were supposed to score six hundred and fifty six runs and allow six hundred and thirty two. All right. Here we go. Go down. All right. All right, number one in it or Ellis Kinder, and I believe he was your closing pitcher again, so they moved him back in the closing pitcher spot. Um, number two, Mel Parnell, uh, your starting pitcher and ace. And number three, Mickey McDermott. Mickey McDermott. He was uh, one of your starting pitchers also, so he was in the starting rotation. And number four, your starting second baseman, Billy Goodman. Yes. All right, and uh, number five, Jimmy Pearsaw, one of your starting outfielders. Yes, he was. And um, number six, George Kell. George Kell, he was your starting third baseman. All right, Sid Hudson, one of your starting pitchers. I believe, yes. Yes, all right. Ted Williams, back from old Korea, one of your outfielders. I believe they had the... So he wasn't starting because he just came back in the middle of the season. So he wasn't your projected starting outfielder at the time. All right. Then uh, number nine, Tom uh, up, Uphilt. Uphilt. Here we are. Tom Uphilt. Here we are starting outfielder. And then, oh, yeah. Let out a fart. And number 10, uh, Mel Boltley. Oh, yeah. Let one rip. All right. Bolton, let's see, or bowling, bowling. I should just have said that. Bowling, where are you? Oh, here you are. You're starting shortstop. All right. How did I miss that? All right. And then uh, number eleven, you're starting catcher, Sammy White. And then at number twelve, um, Dick Garnett. Garnett. Let's see. You're starting first baseman. And a lot of names that we don't even know about. All right. So that is your 1953 Boston Red Sox. All right. And number 55. Here, or, oh, not, sorry. What am I, what am I doing? All right, 1954. Here we go. So they finished the year 60 or 69, 85, or 69 wins, 85 losses, and two draws. Fourth in the American League again. Uh, manager was still Lou Peru. Uh, general manager was still Joe Cronin. Ballpark was still Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 931,127. So they basically uh, lagged off a little bit, or a lot at least. Uh, six in the American League. And they were projected to go 74 and 80. So they were way worse than expected, or a little bit worse than expected. Um, they did score. They were expected to score 700 runs and allow 728. All right, here we are. All right, here we go. Add number one, Ted Williams, one of your starting outfielders. All right, and number two, Frank Sullivan, an Irishman, and he was one of your starting pitchers, I believe. Supposed ace did act like an ace this year. All right. Number three, Jackie Jensen, one of your 
one of your uh, or your center field starting center fielder. Oh, here we go. So now they're actually given uh, starting or the outfield starting position. All right. So yeah, Ted Williams was le- starting left fielder, and Jensen was your starting center fielder. Jimmy Pearsall at number four, and I believe he was your starting right fielder. All right, and then number five, uh, Billy Goodman, your starting second or oh, where to go? Oh, one of your backup infielders. Here we go. All right. Number six, Willard Nixon. Willard Nixon. He was one of your starting pitchers. All right. At number seven, Ellis Kinder. Ellis Kinder was one of, well, actually, your closing pitcher. Yeah, so he was your closing pitcher. Can't go up. All right. At number eight, Mel or Melt Bolding. Melt Bolding. And he was your starting shortstop. At number eight or number nine, Grady Holton. Grady Holton was your starting third baseman. And number 10, Russ uh, Kenemir. Kenemir? Kenemir? Russ Kenemir. And he was uh, one of your relief pitchers. And number 11, Tom Hord. Tom Hurd. Let's see. Tom Hurd. All right. He was one of your pitchers, I believe. Yeah, one of your pitchers. Or he could be one. Yeah, they could have had a position player. Nah, they're they're not showing him as a position player-wise. All right. And then uh, Sam Mealy. Sam Mealy was. Go down. All right. He was, oh, oh, no, 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 all right, where are you? Oh, here we are, one of your utility men, all right. And I believe this is the only year for uh, Harry Agnet or Agnes. Harry, Ag- oh, come on, Shh. let's go. No, hold on, yeah, I was trying to check something. All right, so that is your 1954 Boston Red Sox. All right, so 1955. How much time do I got? 18 minutes. All right, maybe we can squeak out one more. All right. Yeah, they're not really showing Agnes on here. All right, so anyway, so hold on. All right, so I'm not seeing, yeah. So uh, if you don't know who Harry Agnes is, uh, for some people uh, who are big uh, Boston University fans, you you know the reason why the hockey team's arena is called Harry or Agnes Arena. It's because of this dude, because he went to be, or Boston University, played for the Red Sox, and then tragically died during the summer of 1955, which this is kind of special for this year. So he basically played two years uh, with the Red Sox. So basically Massachusetts native. Yeah, I'm not really seeing him there. All right. 1955. Um, so they were reject or the they finished the year 84 and 70, 
fourth in the American League. Manager was still Pinky Higgins. Ugh, not this dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the reason why Bob, or the Red Sox always get called that racist uh, racist organization because of guys like Pinky Higgins. That's why, yeah, we kind of went, ugh, not this dude. All right, and then general manager was still Joe Cronin. Ballpark was still Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 1,203 or 203,200. Fourth in the American League, so they kind of picked it up after la- or the previous season. They were projected to go 87 and 67, so basically they kind of fell off expectations by three games. Um, they were or were projected to score 755 runs and allow 652. All right, here we go. Here are your top 12 players. Awesome. All right, at number one, Ted Williams, your starting left fielder. I believe, yes. All right, and then at number two, Jimmy Pearsall, your starting right fielder. No center fielder. He was your starting center fielder. All right, at number two. And then number three, one of your starting pitchers, Frank Sullivan. I believe. Go down. All right. Go down. All right. Yeah. All right. And then number four, your starting right fielder, Jackie Jensen. And number uh, five, George Sios. 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 All right, hold on. Got good. All right, Sui- Susie. Or George Susie. All right, George Susie. Okay. Finally, they gave a pronunciation for somebody. All right, so he figured it out. George Susie. All right, it's George Susie. He was. Hold on, hold on. George Susie, he was one of your starting pitchers. All right. And then, go, come on, show. Come on. All right, here we are. Uh, Willard Nixon, one of your starting pitchers. Sorry for the long pause there. We're kind of like having trouble with our computer. It's kind of just being unresponsive. All right. All right, so number six, or then uh, Billy Goodman. We don't, because I already know this guy's knit face. He's your starting second baseman. All right, Lee or Leo Keeley, one of your one of your relief pitchers this year. Then let's see, George Kloss or Billy Kloss, number nine. Sorry, Billy Kloss, your starting shortstop. Then let's see, come on. Or number 10, Ellis Kinder. He was, uh, I believe, your catch, closing pitcher. Yep, still closing pitcher. All right, and then number 11, Norm. So, hold on, we see if we can get Or a Saj, or Sajin, or Norm Sajin. Let's see, what was he? He was your starting first baseman. And then at number 12, Gene Stevens. Let's see, Gene Stevens. He was one of your backup left fielders. All right. That is your uh I can't talk. That is your 1955 Boston Red Sox. All right. Number 1956. All right. Well, 
1956. Um Record or record that year was 84 runs or 84 wins, 70 losses, and one draw. Fourth in the American League. Manager that year was still Pinky Higgins. General manager that year was still Joe Cronin. Ballpark was still Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 1,137 or 1,137,156. Second in the American League. So pretty good. And they were projected to go eight or eighty and seventy-four, so basically they did better than expected. They were supposed to score uh, seven hundred and eighty runs and allow seven hundred and fifty-one. All right, go down, go down. All right, here we go. Your uh, best player on the team was uh, or uh, Ted. Will- my mind just went. All right, start over. Hold on. Could we start over? Oh, ooh, man. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Man, we kind of ran out of time on this one. All right, never mind. All right, hold on. We'll go to break. Then we'll come back and start in 1950. All right, we are back. Sorry about that, folks. We I didn't feel like we would have enough time to um, go over the top 12 players. On this 1956 team, so here we go. So continue. All right, at number one, Ted Williams, your starting left fielder. And then, come on. Man, it's actually slow tonight. All right. Number two, Tom Brewer. Let's see. Number two, Tom Brewer. You're new. And he was one of your starting pitchers. Jimmy Pearsall, number three, your starting center fielder. At number four, Jackie Jensen, your starting right fielder. At number five, Frank Sullivan, one of your or Sullivan, one of your uh, starting pitchers. At number six, Billy Claus, your starting shortstop. At number uh, seven, Vicky or Mickey Vernon, he was your new, so your starting first baseman. At number eight, Billy Goodman, your starting second baseman. At number nine, Willard uh, Nixon, and I believe he was still your one of your pitchers. Yes, he was one of your uh, in the starting rotation. At number ten, Dick uh, Ger- or Gurnet or Gernert or Gernet. Gernet. Let's see. He was uh, one of your uh, utility men. At number ten or number eleven, Ted Lipko or Lipico. Ted Lipico. And he was one of your backup in, or infielders, and then number twelve, uh, Ike uh, Dead or Delock, Ike Delock. Let's see. He was one of your or he was your closing pitcher. All right, that is your nineteen fifty six Boston Red Sox, nineteen fifty seven, and this year is special personally because of the year my dad was born, June sixth, nineteen fifty seven. So, yeah, so basically like the 14th anniversary of D-Day. Yeah, if you didn't know that. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about that in another episode in the near future. All right, here we go. All right, 1957, they finished the year 82-72, and third in the American League. Manager was still Pinky Higgins. Uh, General manager was still Joe Cronin. Ballpark was still Fenway Park. 
attendance that year was one thousand or one million one hundred eighty-one thousand and eighty-seven for the American League, and they were projected to go eighty-two and seventy-two, so right on the money. Um, they were supposed to score seven hundred and twenty-one runs and allow six hundred and sixty-eight. Here we go. Hold on. No, it's not yet. All right. All right. Here we are. So are your top 12 players. At number uh, one, Ted Williams, your starting left fielder. At number two, your, one of your starting pitchers, Frank Sullivan. At number three, Frank Malzone, your starting third baseman, I believe. Yes, I was right. All right. At number four, Jimmy Pearsaw, one of your starting or your starting center fielder. At number five, Billy Kloss, your uh, starting shortstop. At number six, Willard Nixon, and I believe he was still your starting pitch, one of your starting pitchers. Yes, he was in the starting rotation. At number uh, seven, Tom Brewer, one of your starting pitchers too. Yes, yes, he was in the starting rotation too. All right. At number eight, Jackie Jensen, your starting right fielder. At number nine, Ika Dillock, and I believe he was still your closing pitcher. Yes, he was. He was your uh, closing pitcher. All right. Go. All right. Ted Lipico or Ted Lipsko. And Ted Lipsko was your starting second baseman. At number 11 was uh, Billy Casello, or Casello. Billy Casello. And he was... One of your backup shortstops. And then at number 12 was uh, Mickey Vernon. And he was one of your backup first basemen. All right. That's your 1957 Boston Red Sox. Nineteen fifty eight. Hold on. I want to check something before we start. All right. 1958. No, this isn't the year yet. We're trying to look up something, but we'll, we won't spoil it just yet. All right, 1958. All right, so they finished the year 79 wins, 77 losses, and one draw. And they finished further in the American League. So basically out of the postseason still. Here we are. All right, manager was still Pinky Higgins. General manager was still uh, Joe Cronin. Ballpark was still Fenway Park. Attendance that year was one million and seventy or seventy thousand and forty-seven. Third in the American League, and they were projected to go seventy-eight and sixty or seventy-eight and seventy-six. So they did a game better than expected. Uh, they were supposed to score six hundred and ninety-seven runs and allow six hundred and ninety-one. All right, here we go. Top twelve players. All right, at number one, P. Runnels, and I believe he was one of your starting second basemen. I could be wrong. Yes, he was your starting second baseman. All right, at number two, Jackie Jensen, your starting right fielder. I believe, yes, he was. And then number three, Ted Williams, your starting left fielder. Number four, your starting third baseman, Frank Malzone. I believe he was, yes, 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 yes. 
All right, and number five was Ike Dillock, and I believe he was still your closing pitcher at the time, but I could be wrong, but we will look. No, he was actually a starting pitcher, so they moved him up into the starting rotation this year. All right. Did well enough as a closer to decide to promote him to the starting rotation. At number six, one of your starting pitchers is uh, Frank Sullivan. Yes, he was one in the starting rotation. All right. Don Budding. Don Budding. Let's see. He was starting shortstop. All right. And number, come on. Number eight, Lou Keeley. Or Lou Keeley was your closing pitcher. And then at number nine, your starting center fielder, Jimmy Pearsall. And then at number 10, Murray Wall. Murray Wall. That's a name. And he was one of your relief pitchers. All right. Tom Brewer at number 11. Let's see. He was one of your in your starting rotation. And then at number 12, your starting catcher, Sammy White. All right. That is your 1958 Boston Red Sox. All right. And then 1959, and we will wrap this show up. It's a short episode this week. Yeah, and I believe this 1959 is special because it's fi- for good reasons and bad reasons too, the Red Sox finally get, um, well, I shouldn't sad reasons, I should say. They finally do, after many years, and sadly being the last team to do this, they finally do get an African-American player. Uh, Pumsy Green, his name. All right, yeah, so we were right. All right, so Pumsy Green started his year in 1959. I was wondering if this was the year. One of the years, 1958, 1959. All right, so this year is uh, special, but also pretty sad, too, because it also shows how long of a way the Red Sox basically came of doing this. All right, so here we go. 1959. Um, So, yeah, this is the first year for Pumsy Green. All right. They finished the year 75 wins and 79 losses. Or wait, well, actually 75 and 79. Fifth in the American League. Manager was still Pinky Higgins, but he got he was uh, got let go by Rudy York and then by uh, Billy Georges. And then general manager was a new guy, Bucky Harris. And then ballpark was still Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 984,102. Um, fifth in the American League, and they were projected to go 80 and 74, so they actually did worse than they were expected. Um, they were supposed to score 726 runs and allow um, 696. All right. Here we go. Your starting second baseman, number one, Pete Runnels. You're starting, I believe, hold on. You're starting sit right fielder, uh, Jackie Jensen at number two. At number three, one of your starting pitchers, uh, Tom Brewer. I believe he was is still in your starting rotation. Yes, he was. All right. And then at number four, you're starting for third baseman, Frank Malzone. At number five, uh, Ike Dillock. And I believe he was in your starting rotation too, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, he was in your starting rotation too. All right. All right, and then uh, Mike 
Frontless. Hold on. Might give us a pronunciation. Or, or here we are. For Forniness. Forniness. All right, Mike Forliness. All right, Mike Forliness. Oh, Forlias. Forniness. All right. So first, I. He's a Cuban. Yeah. I wonder if he was one of the first on the team. All right. So he was your closing pitcher. All right. At number seven, Jerry uh, Cassell. Jerry Cassell, and he. Hold on. We got to go down. He was one of your starting pitchers, so he was in the starting rotation. All right. And. Uh, come on. At number eight, Dick uh, Garnett, your starting first baseman. Go. All right. Over. All right. So I think this is Frank Sullivan. At number eight, it was Frank Sullivan, one of your starting pitchers. All right. I believe he was one of your starting pitchers. They could have. Yeah, hold on. Yes, he was. All right. He's still in your starting rotation. At number 10, Don Budding, and he was your starting shortstop. All right. And then number 11, Gene Stevens. Gene Stevens was... One year backup outfielders, and then at number nine to wrap this up, uh, number twelve Gary G or Gary Gear, Gary Gear. He was one of your backup outfielders, also. All right, that is your nineteen fifty nine Boston Red Sox. That is it for the nineteen fifties. All right, calm, mild, calm, mild. All right, any DMs? No, we do not have any DMs. All right. Final thoughts, we forgot to mention this on the last episode, on the Hall of Fame knee-jerker episode. So, eh, another reason why I hate the baseball writers, and especially this particular one, too, is because this particular one was a writer for the Boston Globe, and he didn't vote for David Ortiz. In fact, he didn't even vote for any Boston Red Sox players. Yeah, he was literally one person out of seven uh, of the Boston Globe writers that actually voted and all of them except for him voted for Dave Ortiz and other Red Sox players. Yeah, you're probably already guessing who this person is, who this asshole is, but yeah. Yeah, he'll be mentioned as an asshole later on in a little bit. So yeah, it's Dan Shaughnessy. Dan Shaughnessy, yeah. So you know what his one one vote was for? No, it was it wasn't for any Red Sox players, as we alluded to earlier. He didn't vote for anybody, especially David Ortiz. Guess who he voted for? Jeff Kent. Yes, Jeff Kent. And I don't believe Jeff Kent played for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. It just really irritates me to the point that this guy is a beat writer for the Red Sox for basically the Red Sox propaganda newspaper, the Boston Globe. I'm surprised they let that happen. <laughs> Seriously, especially since the Globe is owned by the Boston Red Sox ownership. I'm surprised they let that happen. But whatever. So David Ortiz, so he, well, this was before he got elected, and this is before, this is, I'm sorry we didn't mention this on the last episode, but he basically said, oh, we all know that he's an asshole, basically. Or I won't, 
go too much in the detail of what he said, but basically, yeah, we all know that Dan Shaughnessy's an asshole. Yeah, he is. He stinks. Even last year, especially when the whole COVID outbreak started, he was saying, whoa, they actually deserve getting COVID. He, like, he acted like they deserved getting COVID. Nobody did. That's just, oh, my word. Yeah, Dan Shaughnessy is the worst. Yeah, even when the Red Sox have seasons like they have in 2004, 2007, 2013, and 2018, he's still got to find some reason to just be so down on those teams. Even though these are the best teams in Red Sox history, kind of deal. And he has to find some way to find some bad spot on that team. And it just infuriates me, seriously. You're right for the globe. Be more. He sounds just so pessimistic. It just makes me want to spit, kind of deal. It does. It just makes me mad. It just makes me want to spit. Just how much of a pessimistic asshole he is that he. Someone who should be, I know you shouldn't be too optimistic and be so la-di-da-da, everything's good. But at the same time, have a bit of faith with the team. Sometimes, seriously, have, enjoy what you're doing, Hanil. Or just, God, I just hate Dean Shaughnessy. Worst, worst ballot ever. And I don't even know if those are like, as worse as the people who send in blank ballots. The, those people irritate me the worst. Those are the worst people on earth. <laughs> All right. All right. So one more, uh, another final thought. I want to say good luck this weekend to, uh, or two, or basically three of our uh, four or of our six college baseball programs we're going to be following and tracking to um, Florida or Florida Southwestern State. Uh, Juco D1. They start the season. They started the season today and this weekend. Um, Tennessee Wesleyan NAIA. They start the season on Sunday. And um, Tyler Junior College that starts the season tomorrow. A doubleheader against Centenary. Um, so yeah, a little known fact that was supposed to be our Juco D3, but I found out um, this month that they actually moved up to. Juco Division One, so they're no longer Juco Division Three school. So yeah, yeah, but they'll still be one of our favorite seeds. We'll still talk about them, but I'm just letting you know that yeah, they moved up to Juco Division One. Yeah. So yeah, just a little heads up, but we'll still keep them on. All right. So as I said, Florida Southwestern State they play they started their season today. They played two games, won both of them. First game against the. Uh, a or ASA Miami, uh, not or a uh, seven to two, I believe. Hold on, we got the scores here. We'll get them to you. All right. Hold on. Oh, actually, nine to three uh, against Ace or or ASA or ASA College in Miami, nine to three. And then the second game, Gulf Coast State or Gulf Coast State College, eight three. So basically, they are now two and zero at the start of the year. So pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. And they play tomorrow against uh, Pasco Hernando State College, um, still at home. All right, so very good. Good luck. So as I said, good luck to all the teams um, in college that we follow. And with the way things are looking with this lockout. 
Yeah, this this might actually be the only kind of baseball we get for a while. So yeah, and I feel like that, and I'm kind of a little bit hoping it too that this will actually grow the game of college baseball. So yeah, they'll actually bring more fans into like paying attention to this or this level of baseball. All right. Final thoughts. Um, it was later reported that um, if the Red Sox, when the lockout does end, uh, the Red Sox were planning on signing uh, Seiya Suzuki. We might want to hold off on that. We're not really sure if that's really going to happen. I'm not really sure how truthful uh, Yahoo Japan is. I'm not really sure. If, like, and I'm pretty sure, too, you can't do that right now with a lockout. I don't think you can make any, like, agreements and stuff like that. So we might be committing some. Yeah, we might be. Yeah, we might be creating an illegal transaction here. I'm not sure. But we'll find out. It's not for certain yet. It really is not for certain yet. But, yeah. I would love to have Seiya Suzuki on the team, especially how much the guy can hit tanks. Yeah. Or hit home runs. I would love to have him on the team. But we can't be jumping the gun on this. Just what I'm saying. So hold off on it. Yeah. All right. All right. That about do it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share. Keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at red underscore charter. And follow the show on TikTok at Sox or, or lowercase Sox Illinois. And then follow the show on Instagram also at lowercase Sox Illinois. And then follow the show on or like the show on Facebook at uh, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or follow the show on Spotify and Apple. That's what I'm saying. All right. That being said, that will about do it. All right. See you guys next week. Bonyana.